You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 843, April Tools. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Mighty MyMac podcast. Yes, there's a couple of tools on the end of this line, I can tell you. Well, there's no March event and the crop of we don't actually know anything but refuse to shut up about it websites and journalists seem to maybe have learned a lesson about announcing Apple events and are staying quiet. I'm sure this will be the way things are going forward. And we can expect thoughtful analysis of <laughs> Apple news and events after they've happened and not before. April Fools! It never, it will never happen, ever. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. <sighs> so when's the April event? Uh, I heard it's next week. Some analyst said it was next week. <laughs> What's been going on for you, Guy, this, this, uh, this busy, busy Mac week? Yeah, well, Tracy's 27-inch iMac is still on the floor next to her desk where she's still using her uh, her MacBook Pro. However, uh, on Thursday, I did go to see, along with Tracy and, and the two boys, Godzilla versus King Kong at the <laughs> you, movie freaking you theater. You completely threw me then because... You said, I went with Tracy and the two boys, Godzilla, and I thought... I yeah, that's their names, point. Godzilla and King Kong. <laughs> was it any good? I've, I've heard it's not They were right. not so good when they were growing up, but they're much better now. Oh, you mean the movie? Oh, <laughs> yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was loud. So, we saw it at this place called uh, Alamo Cinema and Draft House. So, uh, their setup was actually kind of cool, how they, how they work it out. They've got like the... The nice theater seats where you can kind of lounge back and relax a little bit. And it's got a little table. And the way that they've they've kind of worked it to try to help people with social distancing and all the rest of that, you have you can't just walk up to the theater and buy tickets. You have to do it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So you buy however many tickets it's going to be. You tell them what food it is that you want. They have a pretty, pretty good menu. I mean, it's not it's. Like what you would see at like a TGI Fridays or a Ruby Tuesdays or something like that, um, which of course might not mean anything to people in the UK. Um, TGI's okay, so that kind of food, and it's not bad. You know, I mean, it, you're eating it in the dark, so you have no idea what how it's presented. Um, but it, it was quite tasty. They had popcorn with like real clarified butter, not just the the oil that most movie theaters put on. So anyway, you order your, your tickets, and you order your food, and then when you show up at the theater, you sit down, and the two seats to either side of you, however many seats that you have, are kept empty. So people are at least like four to six feet away from you, to the right and to the left, and I believe they kind of did the same thing behind or in front of you, where they keep some seats open there as well. And so in a 500-seat theater, I'm guessing, they had maybe 150 people for this yeah. for, for this Godzilla versus King Kong. But it was so loud. It, they have this thing called the big show. And it's basically where they're like, 
you know, we've got these big speakers, so why don't we just crank them all the way up? And that's what they did. And of course, if you've seen the the twenty the recent Godzilla movies, it's all CGI now. It's not like you know guys in rubber suits smashing through a miniature city. Um, so the the CGI was really good, and there was lots of destruction. And you know Kong and Godzilla, they each kind of got their licks in at various parts of the movie. And then the very ending, of course, when what happened there was, uh kidding. I'm not gonna say uh, if. If you if you're a fan of at all of you know giant monsters destroying cities, go see this. It, it was it was really really good. Uh, Peter has now seen it at least three times Blimey. in the theater. Yeah, oh, he's a huge Godzilla head. So you 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 said something there which kind of tinged my inquisitiveness. Okay. Ordered food. Mm-hmm. Do you take that food into the cinema itself? No, they bring it to you. Okay. Yeah, but okay, let me rephrase my question. You eat that food in the cinema while the film's going on. Yes. What sort of food are we talking here? Uh Peter had a pizza. Oh, God. Guy had chicken God. fingers and fries. <laughs> I had a oh, steak dear. and cheese. You know, and the fries. One I oh, can't. and a peanut butter milkshake that was freaking delicious. And I'm not most sure what Tracy in, got. Most people in the UK now listening to this will be just shaking their head. Why? <laughs> well, the one thing I can't stand is people eating in the cinema. Believe as loud as this was, somebody could be could be munching the crunchy it's not, I just think it's disgusting. Chips. I just think it's disgusting. Oh, okay, don't order the food. <laughs> Anyway. Or is it everybody um, else that's I not love, supposed yeah, to be eating? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's just me. I can. Yeah. I love you, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing, and then, uh, but speaking of food, uh, Tracy took Guy Jr. back down to Richmond uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. So I got home from work and I was by myself. And I don't typically get to eat Little Caesars pizza. And for people here in the States, will probably know what that is. Because uh, Tracy doesn't like all the bread, and it's a relatively thick crust. Yeah. So they have this, like, $5 deal at lunchtime where you get, like, a square with four slices and something to drink. And I was really hungry, so I figured, well, I don't think that's going to be enough, so I'm going to order two. So I did, and it was, like, $16. And I was like, that seems a little pricey for, you know, two little pizzas. But it was like, yeah, how often do I do this? Okay, fine. No, Gaz. That was actually, each box had two of those four-piece pizzas in it. So now I had 16 pieces of pizza that I brought home. And, and after you've already bought it, it's not like you can sit there and say, oh, I made a mistake. Take this one back. You know, because that just makes you kind of a dick. So it's like, no, all right, I'll just take it home. And I sat down. Uh, and you can I, eat it the next day before. Well, well you know, normally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> normally, but I ate an entire one of those myself last night and paid for it that night because I didn't, I didn't go to bed until it was after two o'clock in the morning because my stomach was just like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Eight pieces of pizza? Pepperoni pizza? Are you dumb? Are you <laughs> stupid? And of course, to that, I had to answer, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so we got up this morning and right around lunchtime, Tracy was like, well, you know, we, we put that pizza away and, and I had two pieces of it. Why don't you have some more for lunch? And I was like, ugh, ugh. I don't want, I don't want to see Little Caesars pizza for a long, long time. And it's not that it's bad pizza. It used to be awful. Now it's tolerable. We, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, my daughter makes a pizza, but she makes the dough as well. And it's yeah. quite a thin crust, but it's quite, it's quite, a, it's how pizzas I remember them when they were really crusty and really quite hard to break through the pizza. Yeah. So you normally have to pick it up because you can't just cut through it. And uh, she does a really good dough actually. So, uh, well, in the states, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, you've been in the states. You've had pizza in the states before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. usually even the even the thin crust pizzas are doughy. You yeah. know, you cut yeah. through them, and you yeah. don't like. I know when I was in England or when I was in some of the other countries and had pizza, when I would see them cut it, you could hear the cutter yeah, crunch going yeah. through it. You'd hear that yeah. crunch. Yeah. Uh, in in the U.S., the the pizzas are are kind of doughy, a little more yeah. doughy than that. Undercooked, mate. Undercooked. I don't know if it's undercooked, um, but it's it's certainly, especially like you you get like a Chicago. Have you ever had a Chicago style pizza? Welcome to mm. the Pizza Mac show, everyone. Pizza Mac, well, yeah. Pizza Mac. Pizza Mac. Have you ever had a, a Chicago style pizza? I think I have. Yes. It's. I uh, say I think I have because I seem to remember. It's 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 like it a quite, pie. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the actual crust is, is like not real thick, but it, it goes across the bottom and it comes up the sides and then you yeah, fill yeah. it with stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah, unlike yeah. most other places that you get pizza where they go sauce, cheese, toppings, in this case, it's usually toppings, cheese, sauce, and the sauce goes on top. So, and I mean, Chicago style, I love Chicago style pizza, but you can't really, you don't get it much here where I live. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about pizza, and I'm going to ask you, what have you been up to? Well, I was going to ask you, is the, is the next piece, I'll, I'll ask oh, you the question. I'll okay. ask you the question after I've done my bit. All right. Um, so I did just over a 37-mile-plus bike ride, track and road again this week, uh, and I had a 2,800 feet ascent included in Wow. That. I've got to admit, hands up here. One of the hills I did have to get off and walk because at that <laughs> point my legs my legs were going, yeah, you plonker, yeah, absolutely. Um, so not a great deal done on my Mac. Uh, I'm starting to think actually about decorating our living room, which will be the last room to do in this house. The biggie part of that though will be the floor, which yeah. I intend to sand and varnish like I did in this room. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Guy, yeah. so not much on my map this uh, this week. So what mic are you using today? Okay. This week, I am using the Audio-Technica. This week in this Guy week. Mike. That's right. This week in Guy Mike, I'm using the Audio-Technica AT2050. Uh, it's a condenser microphone. It does require 48 volts phantom power and an audio interface or mixer to connect to your computer. And retails for about $230. This was not a cheap mic. Uh, normally, this would not have been a microphone that I would have bought because I'm, I mean, I have some condenser microphones, but I much prefer dynamic ones. However, um, do you remember a couple of years back, I went to Ohio to go to a, it was like a if warehouse honest, sale. If I, oh, yes, I do. Remember. I was going to say, I For don't, Audio Technica, I, I had do. this warehouse yes, sale. 
I do remember that. And they don't do it anymore. But when, I remember when I went. That's because you sitting, bought all of their mics. Yeah, not just me. <laughs> when I remember when I went, I was sitting there thinking, well, how many people could there be? And I got there and pulled into the parking lot. There was like three, four hundred people standing outside waiting for them to open. <laughs> and I was I was stunned. And, you know, they had this thing where, you know, early birds get some earplugs or something for free. Well, it's like, well, scratch that off the list because I'm so far down. Uh, I'm surprised there'll be much left when I finally get in there. But they had this microphone, the AT2050, normally sells for 230 I got it at this warehouse sale for under $100. And I just, I couldn't turn it down. And originally... I thought that the, the one I was using last week, which is another Audio-Technica, that's this one here. I thought this was a 2020, but no, it's a 3035, which they don't make anymore. So I don't actually have an AT2020, which is one of the standard condenser mics that a lot of podcasters use. Well, this one sounds good. And I have another one for next week. I'm going to have it go past real well, fast. Sure. That was it right yeah. there. That's all you get to yeah. see. So for those listening, obviously Guy put it in, across the video. So uh, yeah. anybody watching might be able to guess if they're good at uh, their Probably, mic. Yeah, they'd have to like freeze it. And let me see. Did it have? Yeah, you might be able to guess what it is. If you freeze frame anyway, it and then spend a anyway, lot of time researching or, it, it would be the, really stupid. Yeah, well, they'll just wait and listen until next, next week. week. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, oh, right. Okay. Uh, are you done on your mics? Yeah, yeah. So that that's this is the one I'm using this week. Cool. I'm going to go over straight into Gaz's snippets, and it's working. Yeah. Kaboom! Kaboom! Former Apple store manager has been indicted. In a 1.5 million COVID relief fraud case. Wow. <gasps> wow. Yeah, that's string that guy up. That's that's just. Yeah, that's not good at all. Not happy with that one. Apple Maps start showing speed camera information in some additional countries like the Netherlands. Um, what are those? What other countries uh, does it? Uh, does it show? Does yeah, I haven't just seen it here yet. I actually used Waze. Um, the cameras in Canada, Ireland, United Kingdom, United States, um, but it's coming to Netherlands and possibly other regions too. So that could be Belgium and the likes of yeah, Germany. as long as they're allowed to do so. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, iPhone shipments to Gulf countries saw double-digit growth in Q4 2020. Not really a surprise, I don't think. Really, Apple TV Plus debuts the year Earth changed. To herald Earth Day 2021. How did it change? Day 2021. Apple TV Plus will will debut the Earth, the year Earth change along with the new seasons of Tiny World and Earth at Night in Color. Let me think about that a bit. <laughs> Let's see. What is that color again? Black. <laughs> Apple are encouraging employees to get COVID nineteen vaccine with paid time off. Thumbs up. Yeah. Well, good idea. You know, yeah. Apple's independent repair provider program has expanded globally. Now it's in more than 200 countries. So nearly every country where Apple products are sold. Good. Excellent. It's good, isn't it? 
Um, Apple's independent. Re- oh, no, I've just done that. Apple loses bid to stop Swatch using Jobs. One more thing, Q. Um, and you, you know, I, I actually read about this. The part on. that that just blows my mind is the judge actually said, "Yeah, okay, we understand that Steve Jobs kind of made that a thing." He says, "However, Apple never." trademarked it they they you know they they didn't have the rights to it so if some other company came in and said you know what we're gonna take the rights to that and you know i mean apple doesn't have anyone but themselves to blame for that yeah yeah and it's i i I am getting a bit frustrated with being able to copyright something someone says yeah it's the weird times we're living it really is ridiculous um Epic files a UK antitrust complaint <laughs> against Apple after losing the legal battle. So Epic yeah. Games has filed a UK antitrust complaint against Apple despite having lost a court case in the UK over the same issue. Using the kind of hyperbolic language we've now come to expect, what? Epic's complaint, accuse, <laughs> complaint accuses Apple of kneecapping the competition and exerting monopoly power okay um remind me again epic how many people can can sell stuff for Fortnite outside of your store can 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 you remind me of that again i'm just (laughs) curious just curious do you know it's a little bit it's becoming a little bit like the flat earthers isn't it this epic battle yeah and and the thing is it's now been going on for over a year Yeah. How much money has Epic lost? Putting aside the whole fifteen percent that well, they, or now, even thirty percent that they were going to be charged, of, they've kind of got into a position that yeah, absolutely. But they've now kind of got themselves into a position where they they can't even get an easy exit out, can they? They can't do a you know no, a, they screwed a nice themselves exit out. Yeah, completely. Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference is back on its uh, in its online format. So we are going to have the Developers Conference in June, I believe. Yeah. But it's going to be, as per last year, all online. Yeah. Well, this is not dissimilar to what Mike Potter decided to do with, with MacStock. Um, because there was no way to know... But scale is a bit different. Well, of course, you know, but I mean, it's, it's really, it's the same problem because you have no idea what the state of the world is going to be in July, which is when Mike typically has Mac stock. So he, he, you know, he couldn't reserve the auditorium at the community college. He couldn't make deals with hotels. And it was like, you know, just. He's a bit of a small fish, so he can't, you know, it's much easier for him to make that decision, which was the right decision. Mike. It was completely was the right there. decision, especially considering, you know, if Apple had gone ahead and said, we're going to do a real WWDC this year with people coming in. And then at the last minute was like, oh, sorry, we can't. Here's everybody's money back. They can do that. All right? yeah. a, a small operator or a small yep. conference cannot. Mimo Photos arrives on iPhone and iPad to print books, cards, calendars, wall art, and more. The reason I mention that, I have tried, I've kind of used Mimo on the Mac, um, on my Mac. Um, And uh, uh, I think it's quite good that it's coming to the phone. Um, And people, you need to print your photos, folks. 
You need yeah. prosperity. The amount of times our kids come back and they, they want to have a look through some of the photos. And don't print all the arty farty ones unless you're going to put them up on the wall. Print the people, put the pictures with people in them. Yeah, the ones that people, people want to see. Them. You know, yeah, people don't want to sit there and say, well, that's the picture of me looking at the Mona Lisa, but I'm not in the shot. It's a picture of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> For all I know, you got that off Instagram. You know, we don't yeah. know. You can now use your iPhone um, to take pictures of Mona Lisa Watch, or Apple Watch. Now, get this: this, this. Uh, the reason I put this in was I thought, really, it's taken this long. You can now use iPhone or Apple Watch as a contactless ticket for entry into Disney parks. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and it was kind of the same thing. Where it, it was kind of like. Didn't couldn't you already couldn't you already do that? But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because Disney Disney look, Parks been, and Universal look, Studios. I, guy, yeah. back in two thousand and fifteen, was it two? Yeah, I think it was two thousand and fifteen. When I came over for the first Max Doc, mm -hmm. Don McAllister put his watch because the watches were out then. I think they'd just come out. I think they'd just come out. And he used his watch to go through security on his thing when they, they checked the tickets. Oh, at uh, Chicago? He threw, no, 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 in Manchester. That was, we, we flew from Manchester. It was in yeah. Manchester. Now, that was five years ago, for heaven's sake. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, for several months, it's been widely rumored that Apple Pay would launch in South Africa. Well, that day has now arrived. So now I fake. can go back to South Africa. Can. There's, there was a fake app that was approved by Apple's App Store, um, which stole a man's life savings in Bitcoin. Now, I don't like Bitcoin. No, and not a fan. I think, I think that people should be very careful when you are dealing with Bitcoin. And fake apps can appear anywhere. Um well, how did it do? How did it do it? Well, it said I don't know how it did it, but it, um, obviously the the post here is less interested in the fact that the man lost his Bitcoin and more interested in the fact fact that Apple say that their store is the safest in the world. Yet this fake app still got through, and that's really they're not worried about the guy lost his savings yeah. in Bitcoin, which is really bad. It just it's it's you know. They they have got to be a bit careful though in saying stuff like this. They've, they've they have got to watch out that they don't you know create an air of complacency. Um, Apple powers ahead in new renewable energy solutions with over a hundred and ten suppliers. So over a hundred and ten suppliers of Apple's manufacturing partners around the world are moving to one hundred percent renewable energy for their Apple production. Doesn't mean they're doing it for anybody else, but they're doing it for their Apple production. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's 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 going to be the same thing. We were talking about this a couple of weeks yeah. ago, you know, when they were yeah. saying Apple's gone to all solar energy or whatever at their Cupertino facility, which is not really what happened. It was it, they built a, a, a solar array someplace, and it's putting power onto the grid, and that's charged against the power that the Cupertino place yeah. uses, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, the more solar power and the more wind power and the more water power or however you generate power that that's I, not related I, to I, burning fossil as long fuels as they, is great. As, yeah. Well, as long as they get it right, though, and they don't do this carbon offset stuff, because I've heard that if that I think I 
I think I read somewhere, I, I heard someone talking about it, and they said the top companies that tell you that they are offsetting their carbon by having trees grown elsewhere on the planet. Um, the yeah. top, I think it was three or four companies, if they were to actually offset that by growing all of these trees, planting all these trees, an area the size of Spain would have to have been covered with trees. Now, that's the top three or four companies that are using this. It's a joke. So let's not trick ourselves that we're doing something good. Let's well, get it I, right. I do know that that my sister Marisa's uh, uncle said that there seemed to be trees growing in the middle of his living room. So <laughs> it could be right then. Yeah. It could be right. Maybe. <laughs> um, Apple was upgraded to a buy rating by analysts at UBS and given a $142 price. It's been a little while since we've heard some Apple hit its new high of whatever. So they're starting to move up again. So things are perhaps getting back to, uh, air quotes, normal. <laughs> Apple's first, get this guy, get this, Apple's first 13-inch MacBook Pro with a retina display or retina however you want me to say it retina has now has now retina and people and, look at me and go no that's not right no 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 well that's now been classified as obsolete guy well i was born in 1960 so i don't even want to think about what apple would classify me as <laughs> nor do i <laughs> apple tv plus expands creative team with the hire of veteran entertainment Exec. Let me just see if I can find his name. Um, oh, that's Zenon, Zenon Clifton. He's now the creative executive. Is that Zenon with a Z? Yes. Okay. Not, Sen, not Senin. Very Senin good. Cove in Cornwall. Um, Zed, very good. Yes. Always um, bring it around. Now, apparently, I've seen um, uh, an image of Apple's B519 remote for Apple TV designed in cooperation with cable companies. This remote looks very similar to that remote that I talked to you about that I got from the company in Switzerland. Yeah, I've, I've got one of those too. Um, actually, I bought two thinking I was going to have one upstairs and one downstairs for the two Apple TVs. Mm -hmm. Don't use either one of them. Don't you? We no. use ours all the time. It, it just, it didn't sync in quite the way I thought it was going to. And right. because I, I don't control the volume through the TV set, that that part of it didn't work. And it was, it was like a whole thing. I, I don't want to get into it because. Okay. Well, we, we, we certainly use ours. The, the only thing it hasn't got on it is the Siri bit, which is a bit yeah. of a pain, but we do yeah. use it to be honest with you. Um, Apple is adding two new American and English voices for Siri. Is one of them silly podcaster? Because they haven't contacted me. They really should have. Um, oh, but, you don't want to watch that. Watch watch Invincible instead. And then just switches right over to some other program. Um, Apple to buy over $50, millions worth, $50 million worth of batteries from Tesla for a new energy storage project. Um Apparently, in, this project is in California, and mm. Tesla, Tesla is going to supply a mega pack battery system for the project. We'll Don't see. they have we'll enough see. problems getting enough batteries for their cars? Okay. I'm not saying anything. Talking about Tesla, not Apple. 
So I saw a, I saw a fact um, that that they can't work out why Tesla's share price is so high. And I saw I saw a fact which kind of threw me a little bit the other day. It was now was it Volkswagen or GM? I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Volkswagen. They sold about twenty thousand more EV vehicles than Tesla in the last twelve month period, whatever it was. Yet Tesla's share price was 641 million and Volkswagen's was something like somewhere between 150 and 200 million. <laughs> well, Volkswagen's got their own problems to deal well, with. Well, yeah, but I don't think it makes up that difference, guy, no. because Volkswagen also sell, also sell lots of other cars. Yeah. Just crazy. So th there's a lot of, you know, foo par about Tesla out there, I've got to say. Um, Apple knowingly knowingly guy apple knowingly sold 2016 17 macbook pro models with flexgate display defect 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 i'm sorry <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> i'll say that again apple knowingly sold 2016 2017 macbook pro mod models with flexgate with the display defect 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 <laughs> <laughs> like et, um, says a judge. Uh, 2019. I'm have to go custom... through this one very carefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know. You know, uh, what what do they base that on? Is there like some corresponding evidence from emails or whatever? U.S. District Judge Edward Davilia. I hate him already. Did determined that the consumer's allegations of Apple conducting intensive pre-release testing, which the consumers say was conducted by a team of reliability engineers who carried out stress tests and other procedures that would have alerted Apple to defects behind the display failures sufficiently demonstrate that Apple was aware of the alleged defect. Now, I'm a bit confused by that because it says of the alleged defect. Uh, anyway, the court finds that the allegations of pre-release testing in combination with the allegations of substantial customer complaints are sufficient to show that Apple had a exclusive knowledge of the alleged defect, the judge wrote in his opinion. Hmm. We'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. Um, this, I think I put this one in because it just made me laugh. Um, Eve Aqua HomeKit connected water control gains thread support via a firmware update. So there is a um, Eve Aqua tap, you know, one of these things where you can control yeah. your water outside. It, it just gets a firmware update, and now it can have HomeKit support, which is good because I know that Apple have been pushing out rather than having to have the hardware of a certain level yeah um you can actually create um as long as i think you, the hardware still has to be of a certain um uh, um what's the word i'm looking for sufficiency let's put it that way um but they can now actually update and have a firmware update which gives them um the home kit support which i think is good i thought when you said thread it was like how it got screwed on to something it was like how do you fix that in, in like a software update go ahead I was a joke. Not much it of was, one. Yeah, I was just thinking about the next story. Really. <laughs> it's like, I'm not listening to Guy anymore. 
Apple supplier TSMC are to invest $100 billion over three years to meet chip demand. I like chips. Um, contract chip maker and, and major Apple supplier T- T- TSMC said on Thursday it plans to invest $100 billion over the next three years to increase the manufacturing capability. Yay! Because they know that as soon as, especially once the higher performing M series chips start coming out, I think right now, Apple is in a position to possibly, over the course of like the next five years, if Intel doesn't get their act together. Well, that's why they're doing it. To double. TSMC just started laughing when they saw that, you know, that ad come out from Intel. And they said, right, we best start investing because Apple aren't going to be using Intel now for their chip. Yeah, they looked around and said, is Justin Long available? Yeah. Tim Cook invokes a Steve Jobs in a company-wide memo celebrating Apple's 45th anniversary. 45 years. Yeah, 1976. Actually, it was April 1st. I don't know if you knew this, Gaz. April 1st, 1976 is when Apple incorporated. Yep. I did know that. Urban myth. Turned out the entire company was a big joke all these years. Tim Cook in memo to employees, there has never been a moment of such great potential as this one. Now, if that's that's not just a Tim Cook memo to employees, that's a Tim Cook to the analysts as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, Apple holding, up, hiring, holding up a particular f- a particular finger, I think, as well. Apple hiring cardiologist with clinical product development experience for its health team. Not surprised at that at all. Nope. Uh, Apple are now rejecting app updates that defy the iOS 14.5 app tra- tracking transparency, transparency, transparency <laughs> rules. Was that oh, defect dear. or <laughs> defoot? <laughs> I, I guess Nothing. I asked for that one. Okay. You did. You I did. did. I really did. You did. You did. Um, Fantasian by the creator of Final Fantasy, is now available on Apple Arcade. More in a minute. Um, Apple stores in France are closing voluntary for the third national lockdown. So they're having another another lockdown in France, unfortunately. So uh, Apple stores are closing there again. Um, So don't come over here, France, please. Um, We don't want another lockdown here. I think we couldn't take it. You guys haven't gotten out of the last one you had. You're still well, in lockdown, we're, aren't you? We're, we're just we're just coming out of lockdown, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, Carl will like this. Actually, Apple Arcade gets massive, massive guy expansion with 30 new games, including a hit iOS classics and more. So I'm kind of now sitting waiting for my TV um, subscription free trial to run out, and then I'll start paying for the Apple One. And then I might be able to get back into Apple Arcade because I, I wasn't going to pay five ninety nine for it as part no. of the deal. When it becomes a bit cheaper, yeah, I'll do it. But and you know, and that that game uh, Among Us, and you know, thank you Epic for making Among Us one of the most popular iOS games ever since Fortnite is no longer available on iOS. Good job. <laughs> um, that's now available to play in uh, on your Mac. Including, uh, because with the the beta for, uh, it's 11.3 beta 6, 
I think it is. Right. For iOS games that you play on your Mac, you can now choose a control scheme for cool. that game. Have you tried it? Uh, I did try it with Among Us, but I didn't have anyone to play with. So I'm not sure how well it was going to work anyway. But Apple says that's what it does. So we'll see. Right. Okay, cool. Corrupt iOS profiles preventing developers from downloading the latest beta. That happened last week. However, it has now, of course, been fixed. Um, and finally, Apple adds a new SVP of hardware engineering, John Turnus, to leadership site. So Apple today, well, earlier in the week, updated its dedicated leadership website to add a profile for John Turnus that reflecting his new role as Apple's senior vice president of hardware engineering. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know who he is. I, oh, John, you don't know John? No, you know John. No, I know Johnny. Guy. I know Johnny, but I don't know John. No, this was this John. John. Uh, John Furness. Yeah, he's great. Turnus. Oh, Turnus. No. Yeah. Oh, oh. Completely yeah, you're thinking guy. of someone else, aren't you? I'm totally thinking of someone else. I'm sorry. Okay, and that's the end of Gazzy snippets. I do have a Gazzy's link, though. Oh, good. Two, oh, in fact. It. Two, in fact. Volkswagen. My title here is. When an April Fool isn't, or is it a joke? Well, no one thought it was funny because, well, it wasn't after they'd botched it. Pretty much. Mind you, I'm used to this company mm, telling porky pies. Well, to me, that's how I feel about their emissions deception that cost me £800 in injectors yep. on my <sighs> Volkswagen Jetta, and I will never, I've, said this i will never ever buy a volt or volkswagen ever again and yes that includes seat that includes audis yes that includes a whole load of cars but bmw they really... too no it's not bmw they're not they're oh, different i thought companies. i thought that they no, were part no, it's of different that. no okay. no different um anyway they did General make it I think it <laughs> I think it would have I think it would have been a good April Fool, actually, if they'd gone through with it on the right day. But it got leaked. Hmm. Hmm. Got leaked, guy. I wonder. Now I also looked at um uh, a website which was uh looking at Apple's worst products. And I'm just gonna go through these very, very quickly because I might have a question for you coming up actually. Okay. Bit. And, and the, some of the things that they came oh. up with was an Apple USB hockey puck mouse. Terrible mouse. Uh, the Siri, Siri remote, yeah. a mobile me, um, the iPod hi-fi, the butterfly keyboard, Apple Maps launch, the AirPods Max smart case, uh, the Mac Pro, iPod socks, <laughs> uh, the iPod shuffle third gen. Um, so there was a few things there, but that actually, I'm going to ask you a question in the next section about that. Now, okay. bef before I go, and, and that's the end of my 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 links. That's the end of that. Um, but before I go, I had a I had a request from Mister Mister Apter, hmm. and and he said to me, I, "I really do like you, Gary. You're, you're a really nice fella, and I I could have a drink with you in the pub any day of the week." But when you'd send me an email saying, could I give him all of the identifications of, of accents from all of the people in Ted Lasso? And then he gives me a 
list of the names. I went, I went, they're all London, Gary. Yeah. Okay. Every single <laughs> apart one. from a few, apart from a few, and you need to tell me who you want specifically, but basically all London. So uh, Gary, it's like my Gary accent. Does, I have a London accent. You, you can do. Hear it. You do. You, I can hear it. Yeah. Um, but Gary does enjoy actually listening to um, uh, some British comedies, and he, he does often ask me a question about accents. So just for Gary, here we go. All right. South London. In it. <laughs> right. Okay. Would you like to take us out, guys? I will take us out. Everyone stand by to stand by. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> That's not yes. I don't even know what the hell that was. Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. I'm David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. And, you know, David and I have a bet. In 10 years, he thinks the NFL, he's a Brit, so you got to give him a little, give him a little, you know, slack. He thinks in 10 years, the NFL Super Bowl is going to be on pay-per-view. 50 bucks, I say no way. Definitely going to happen. I, I, it's not. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. So if you want to hear it, just if you want just not gonna happen you know 50 bucks though in 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 10 years david i'll be able to buy a six pack <laughs> exactly yeah it's gonna be about pitcher beer at best at, at best so if you guys want to hear more of that kind of conversation check out tech fan it's part of the stoplight network and you can find us at www.techfanpodcast.com or on itunes Less annoying than static. The G-Men on the My Mac Podcast. And welcome back to the second part of the MyMac.com podcast. And to, to give a to get a little setup here for what we're gonna do in this part of the show. Now, normally, Gaz, we would have like some serious discussion or you know, there'd be some news or some new Apple thingy that we would be talking about. Uh, but that's not what we're doing this week. This week, Gaz has a few questions for me. I do not know what those questions are. Now, he's he's uh, he's assured me that they're, they're serious questions. So we're going to we're going to find out how badly I can screw them up. So, Gaz, ask your questions. Go ahead. Well, Guy, the police came to my house the other night and start asking me some questions about what you were doing on the night. Of no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, well, you know, I don't think I can provide you an alibi there. Okay, so Guy, when did you buy, or when did you get, or when did you start using your first Mac? My own first Mac, or somebody else, or my first experience with Apple products. Your first experience with uh, a Mac, Macintosh in particular. Okay, I don't quite know how to answer that because, and I'll tell. And it, that's it, not a surprise. I know. <laughs> my my brother in law uh, Arthur had a, a a Lisa. He had one of the two disk drive Lisas, which was my real first experience with a GUI based Apple product. Now I had seen an Apple II in the early '80s, but I hadn't used one for myself. But that Lisa was the first time that I actually sat down at an Apple computer 
with a mouse and a keyboard and used it. Now, my very own first okay, so Macintosh before we, computer. Before we yeah. get onto your own Macintosh, mm-hmm. what did you think? Can you remember that experience, what it was like? I know? was I was stunned at, at just how great it was. And I remember using, uh, what was it, Apple Word or whatever their word processor was at the time. I don't, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. So. Okay. And now remember, he didn't have a hard drive in this I'm going to admit something here, but only because he's passed on and probably won't come after me. Um, this computer had two floppy disk drives, 400K floppy disk drives. Yeah. And all the programs. Remember those? Yep, Remember those? All the programs that you would load onto this computer because it didn't have a hard drive, you had to do through these floppies. All the yep. files that you saved had to be saved on these floppies. So my, my niece, Raquel and I were playing on the computer and we had this word program in and somehow either she or me and take your bets managed to erase the program discs that had this word processor on it. And it was not cheap. Did you say this? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I screwed up. I did not. (laughs) I don't think I ever admitted it to him. That it could have been me that screwed it up. I think it was more along the lines of one of those, well, uh, I don't know, I made it up as I go along. You know, one of those kinds of things. I don't know. Uh, But my very first, and that was in 1985 when I saw that one. The very first Macintosh computer that I owned, I purchased in 1987. And it was a Mac Plus that cost me, I think the the computer was $1,200. That was a lot of money then. Oh yeah, nineteen eighty-seven, huge amount of money. And then I got a, uh, I got a hard drive, SCSI hard drive. If you remember SCSI, mm-hmm. I got a SCSI hard drive external. That was a pain. SCSI was a pain. Oh yeah, and, and trying to keep the chain right, and you could only oh. go seven devices in, something like that. Wow. It was a anyway. 40, 40 meg hard drive. Forty meg hard drive. Yeah. Seven hundred dollars. And for the hard drive. For the hard drive, yeah. And I so remember you're talking at almost two thousand dollars at this point for for a, a, a nine inch screened black and white Macintosh Plus and forty megabytes of external storage. And I remember at the time sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, I'll never fill this up." And now you can't even get an MP3, <laughs> which is a com- a compressed audio file. That has less than 40, 40 megabytes on it. Uh, I also got an upgrade. So, what did you do with that then? What, what, what was? Why did you get a computer? What? Let's. You know, I was well, for would... the most part. I was just kind of interested in right. in figuring out how all this stuff worked. Uh, originally, one of the things I was going to use it for was to catalog the comic book collection that I had. And I, I actually got some some like shareware software to, to do this kind of thing where you, you put in the, the comic book title and the issue and the artist and the writer and, you know, I mean, all this information. And then I looked at like at the time, 10 boxes with 300, at least 300 books in each one of those boxes. And it was like, yeah, you remember that project I was going to do? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I, I do love those projects, those sorts of projects, because yeah. everyone... You know, unless you start at the beginning, forget it. Absolutely yeah, you'll, you'll forget never, it. You'll, you will never, you'll never do, do it. it. You'll, you'll never, never do it. Well, nowadays, 
there, there's this scanner that you can buy. And you yeah, basically even you so, scan the still... barcode and it fills in all the information yeah, for you. Yeah. Which is still easier, but it's still a it's, pain. Yeah. Still a pain. Well, and by the time that scanner came out, I had like over 40 boxes. So <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen regardless. <laughs> uh when I sold actually real, real quick, as quick as I can. Uh, I recently got rid of that entire collection. I had over 50 boxes of long boxes. Comic book collectors know what that is. 50 long boxes of comics that probably cost me forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in total wow. over the course wow. of many, many years. And I sold the entire collection for about $1,500. Because, mostly because number one, we wanted the space back here in the house because it was it was taking up a huge amount of space in the house. But the other thing is, and, and this is a life lesson for anybody, and I'm being very serious here. Just because you have something that someone tells you is worth a lot of money, <laughs> it's only worth as much as someone is willing to pay you for it. Absolutely. That person that says, "Oh, that's worth a thousand dollars." Ask them, yeah. oh, are you want this for a thousand dollars? I'll give it to you right now. Watch no. how quickly they run out of the room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, carrying on from that then. So yeah. did you think that you were part of a cult when you were not a cult, but a cult? <laughs> when no, you I am got part your of the occult. Well, yes, I know that as well. But did you think you were <laughs> Hail part Satan. of the <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You that was for see you. I had to bring it around to comedy somehow. That was a joke. <laughs> Wink. So did you think you was part of the Apple cult when you got this? Did you, did you, were you aware that there was some sort of, was there an Apple cult back then? Not in the late eighties. Um, Apple was actually quite popular then because you have to remember what the competition was like. You know, you're talking Windows 1 and Windows 2 and even Windows 3.1, you know, which is all DOS-based. Yeah. Um, for the most part, people were using those computers, but at work. They weren't home. Most people didn't have a computer at home because, frankly, Windows computers back then or, or DOS computers back then were just a royal pain in the ass. Yeah. So, yeah. You would learn how, to, if you had a computer at home, you learned how to do like certain things for the most part. And I'm not talking about the Uber geeks. I'm talking about the, you know, the average Joe Bloggs in the street. You would bring home this computer and you would do certain things. And then that was it. You didn't sit there and say, well, if I got this other program, I could do this and this. No, it was mostly so, games and stuff. So trying to keep them on track here. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, so. When did you think the cult appeared? Was it later on in the 90s? Was it in the early 2000s? Do you think that's when Apple, the Apple, the cult of Apple suddenly appeared? I think that kind of started up mid-90s after Windows 95 came out. There was like okay. this, this huge, you know, Windows 95 for Microsoft was like the, the wave that, that broke on the beach. That was when people were like, oh, well, I could, I can use this. And you know, all the people that talked about how Windows 95 was a copy of the Mac OS, I've never, to the best of my knowledge, I've never really bought into that. Um, I thought, for the most part, that 
Apple was just ahead of the curve, that, that this was the path that computing was going to take, whether it was the Mac OS or Windows 95 and, and all of the ones that, that came in after itself, that. That in itself has a bit of an indication that obviously the cult became a cult because yeah. a lot of people had that thought and wanted Apple to continue because they thought they were on a better trajectory moving forward. Well, that was, that was a lot of it right there. You know, um, as, as Windows became more popular and more people were buying Windows computer than, than Apple computers, especially as Apple's just started putting out such garbage computers, mm. um, it, was, it was a really hard time to be uh, an Apple Mac user in those days because the other side was, was right. Windows 95 was a, a huge leap forward and it was so much easier to use than what came before it. And while it wasn't as good, it was good enough. Yeah, so to yeah. stay in the Apple camp and to defend the Apple camp, uh, especially in the early days of, of the internet and, and, you know, um, the, the, I almost said BB edit the, um, uh, like the, the boards and stuff that, that people would go to, to, to discuss things, or even, you know, once AOL kind of became <laughs> quotes, the internet, um, you'd go into chat rooms and, and all you hear, Oh, I'm a Mac user. Oh, you guys are a cult. Blah, 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 blah. And it, it wasn't so much that I felt like I was in a cult. It was just like, why do you care? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you care what computer I'm using versus what computer that you have? I don't care. And I've never cared. Now, so that's I, what it was. It was more annoying than uh, having a, a grain of truth, in my opinion. Now, a lot of, a lot of Apple followers mm -hmm. are still cultish, as it were. And, you know, they still have a really quite a big core following. Do you think newbies coming into the Apple ecosphere are being drawn into that cult ecosphere as well? Do you think it still applies? Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the vast majority because there's an awful lot of people using Apple products that sure. wouldn't care whatever the, the, the product was. It's To them, it's just a phone or something else. But do you think they get drawn in and become a little bit, you know, still part of that Apple cultish ecosphere that happens? I think what's happened is because of some some missteps from Microsoft and from PC makers that at some point it became obvious that the Mac OS was a superior operating system and whether it was because of security or whether it was just because of the UI or what have you uh, frankly to me the UI argument doesn't really hold much water because Windows, no, no. Especially once Windows 7 came out. Uh, Windows 7 was a, a fantastic operating system. So easy. And it really, it really closed the gap between OS X and the people that use Windows. However, because Apple's equipment is so much more expensive than, say, Android or Windows or, or pick your product of choice, uh, I think some people feel obligated to defend having spent more money than other options that are out there. And yes, that yes. seems to be more along the lines of, of, of why they would be so feverent in their defense 
of Apple as compared to, well, it's it's a better operating system because of security or it's a better operate, operating system because of audio production or, you know, whatever whatever their reasons were, and which was never going to be games, as to why they went to Apple versus why did they go to some other, you know, some other company or some other operating system. I mean, there's you've got all these Linux distros that are out there right now, and there's there's nothing wrong the only problem with Linux is the lack of consistency, not just between the different yeah. distributions, but also within the same distribution, depending on where you get it from. So people who don't want to spend all of their time configuring a computer, maintaining a computer, Doing all yeah, of these I, things, they're not going to go. They're not going to go to Linux. They're going to go to Windows, or they're going to go to the Mac OS. Yeah, I tried. Um, I tried Linux before I went from uh, Microsoft to to Apple, and it, it was just too much like hard work. Yeah, too much like and it's work. like it's this is supposed to be fun, and if you have to spend more time configuring and maintaining a computer than what you want to use that computer for, well, that's a fail. Yeah. Talking about fails, uh-huh. God, God, so smooth this is. I know. Um, do you think that Apple has overcome the movie industry trip that they had when they changed Final Cut Pro some time back, or do you do you th- do you think that the M1 will bring uh, back the industry to Apple, or do you think that actually there are other products which have taken over from the software side, but Apple will still be the choice of hardware within the industry? That's a good question. Um, when Apple went from Final Cut Studio version 7 to the original version of Final Cut 10 or Final Cut yeah. X, yeah. however you yeah. want to describe it, it was broken. There was a lot of things that just didn't work or that weren't available yet as compared to Final Cut Studio. And there was a big backlash over that. So people were like, well, you know what? I can I can go to Adobe Audition until they went friggin' subscription. Or I can go to, um, like, there's so many, there's, there's a lot of really good video editors out there. Uh, yep. Currently, I'm using DaVinci's, uh, what is that? DaVinci's... Um, Resolve. Yeah, Resolve. Fantastic. And it's free. Now, can it do all of the things that Final Cut or Adobe uh, Premiere can do? No, not not for the free version. There's there's a lot of but there's a lot of power that's built into the free version of DaVinci. That if you are truly, and I am not, if you're truly a a, a video professional, you probably already have. The, the pro version of DaVinci because there is so much great hardware out there built by by um, was it Pro, uh, product red or, or some of these other these other companies that just fit right into the wheelhouse of what DaVinci resolve the pro version can do but for regular people like me to be able to have a, a good video editor and to have something like motion, which I think they call fusion and yes. to have built in audio tools and you know, like compositing and coloring and, and like all of this stuff 
that you pay extra for when so, you, when you go the Apple route. It, it's so, it's great. So I think I think that final cut trip that they did has actually helped with a lot of other software products out there. Um, but I think there was a bit of scaremongering about Apple losing their way, certainly with the hardware. But as yeah. I say, what what do you think about the M1? Do you think that's going to bring a lot of the industry back when they start bringing out um, more MacBooks and more um, Pro machines like, well, possibly not iMacs, but maybe iMacs, but de definitely Mac Pros as well? I think that a lot of for a lot of people, Final Cut Pro has now become a, a product that they aspire to because okay here's here's the thing a free product does not instill confidence in a client you tell a client well i'm using davinci resolve because it's free and yeah why don't you go ahead and let me edit your you know 100 say one hundred thousand dollar uh project or, or you know whatever the, the cost yeah, but you of that wouldn't was. do that with the free version would you no Let's you, you would have you yeah. would have and, and a lot of times people in the know would say well what editor are you using you say well I'm using uh, Premiere Pro from CC version whatever or I'm using Final Cut or I'm using uh, uh, DaVinci Resolve Pro whatever they call their pro version and depending upon the preferences of the person that you're doing these projects for, they'll determine who it is that they're going to hire. A lot of times based on the software that you use with something like, like the high class movie studios, high class movie studios typically, cause I mean, you also have to remember that what they use premiere pro for and what they use final cut pro for is not usually the end result. They typically have like much higher versions of whatever you know their editing software is for them to do their final cut. But what they use Final Cut for and what they use Premiere Pro for and what they use some of these other ones for is for the dailies. When they sit there and say, well, I want this and I want this and I don't need that and I don't need that and it'll kind of piece it together. But then the final result isn't going to come out of Final Cut. It's not going to come out of Premiere Pro. So, okay, so we've, we've tripped back onto software a little bit. Do you do you think that there was a trip um, with oh, this sorry. process? On, <laughs> you you on asked the me hard... a completely different question, and I just kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you just circled back to the software, but yeah. I kind of threw that in there. But that that's fine. Um, do you think the trip that that software had? And the the concern about hardware. Do you think they're over that with hardware? Do you think that ever happened with the you know with the, the movie industry? Because uh, Apple was the choice of computing for a long time, the, yeah. for a long time within the mu movie industry, and there was lots of concern that that was disappearing. Do you think that actually happened, or maybe it didn't? Oh, it, de it definitely happened. Um, okay, do you, so do you think the M1 is is going to bring them back? And is that why you think they've actually been working also on the M1 to get them back into that area? I think Apple's move to the M1 was a, a brilliant strategy. Uh, if there's one thing, and I know this may or not be actually answering the question that you asked, but... No surprise. No surprise there. Um, Apple has always been kind of a control freak when it comes to their hardware. They want to own and control the entire widget. Yep. So yep. the fact that starting back 10 years 
before they announced the M1, they started buying a lot of brain power for building chips. Um, it, it shouldn't have surprised anyone that they were going to do this. And the, the, the really weird thing is, for longtime listeners of the MyMac podcast, I was talking about, you and I were talking about this five or six years ago. And then when the, when the rumors started coming out that they were actually going to do it, all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, they'll never do that. You know, oh, they're going to stick with Intel. And when they finally did it, it was like, God, stick to your guns. You know, what What kind of idiot yeah. will talk about something like that for years and then I, suddenly I say, like, no, they won't do that. I like the way you got it back to me, 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 but well done. That's, you know. <laughs> no, us, move, us, us, us is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me, I me, think me. that <laughs> the evolution of the M-series processors is not only going to revolutionize what Apple is doing for their computers, I think it's going to revolutionize the industry, not okay. completely unlike what happened with the cell phone industry with the iPhone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes an idea comes along and you sit there and you say, well, that's a stupid idea. Why would anybody do that? We have this perfectly great working thing now. And then somebody like, says, yeah, but yeah. what if we did this instead? This. Absolutely. And it's one thing to sit there and talk about it in the abstract, to sit there and say, well, we have this idea. And it's, it's a completely different thing when somebody has a finished product and says, here it is. And they yeah. hand it to you and you look at it. And, you know, anyone who tries to compare this product to, say, a Nokia 650, you're full of crap. Okay, it's right. yeah. so, the original so iPhone. I'm, I'm going to move this because we're going tangentially, and I don't want to carry on down that avenue. Well, the M1, what? The, M1 oh, the M series processor is going to change the computer industry, and yeah, we're okay. going to have. Many, I'm not worried many about the computer industry. Like that. Okay, do you and do you, but off the back of that, do you think then the film industry will go? Yeah, okay, we 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 left you for a bit, but actually, you're still the best. We'll start buying your hardware again, and I think I think. Your answer is yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Depending upon, because um, they've already shown that Final Cut running natively yeah. on an M-series yeah. processor just screams. And even software, for example, DaVinci Resolve, that is that was not native, that was working through emulation. Which it is now, though. Scream. Yeah, it's native now, but it wasn't when it yeah. first came out. It still was a screamer. Yeah. So, yeah. and and in the film industry, time is money. So if you have a better product that's going to save a lot of time, they're Absolutely. they're gonna they're gonna switch to that yeah. because it's not just cool. what's going on right now; it's what's yep. going on a year, five years from now. Okay, let me. I'm going to move you on. I'm going to okay. move you on because time is, as you mentioned, money. Flipping it back to your family and you, mm -hmm. um, are your family and your friends who use Apple products as obsessive about security? And are they and, and do they use and are they used to using the likes of password managers? Or do you get lots of questions about that? I get lots of questions about that. I'm and I don't want to say who it is, my wife just won't go. <laughs> To a password manager, um, my wife has this system of having, and she uses all different types of, of passwords. And of course, I'm not talking about my wife, 
but somebody completely different. To your wife. That to then my wife, right. And so she has her system for maintaining passwords. And I have mine. So all of my passwords I manage digitally because I want 14 to 24 character passwords with so like ridiculous it, it, types it, of yeah. So excluding excluding your wife and who other, was talking about Matt, my wife? Nobody. Yes. I, I can't think why your yeah. wife came up in conversation. Um, other friends and families that you know are Mac users. I I I'm assuming that you certainly don't find them as obsessive about the security as we are. No. Or am I wrong? No, you're completely right. They are not obsessive at all. If anything, their their lack of clarity dis disturbs me greatly. <laughs> a lot of times, it's like it's like you're doing you're doing what you what 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 really? Why are you doing that? It's so much easier. Just just give all your passwords to iCloud, and it'll just pre-populate when you do it in Safari. Why are you doing this? But um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> They're not. Brilliant. They're not. Right. So now to you, I'm going to ask you a direct question. Two questions reverse. This is going to be the first one reverts to the, the item that I brought up earlier in my links. And that is um, what do you think is Apple's, and this could, could be going way back is Apple's worst product. Absolute worst product. Wow. If if I had to put it on a particular product, it wouldn't be a product. It would be a line of products, multiple lines of products. The Performa, Centris, and, oh, what was the, the high-end line? I can't remember what the high-end line was called. The, the computers that they were putting out from like 94 to 97 were just awful. And a lot of times, and, and it, they really screwed over, uh, Apple management did, a lot of the, the third parties that were the only companies that were still selling Mac computers because they weren't in retail stores by insisting on, on quotas for how many computers that they had to sell. And a lot of times they would come out with a new computer and the only difference between this computer and the one they had before was a number change and bundled software. So, but now the problem was somebody would have a Performa 576 and then the 577 comes out and it's got some different software, but it's the exact same computer with yeah, just different yeah. software. But now the third-party retailers can't sell the, the 576, 576 because mm. people want the 577. And it doesn't matter. when You tell them, well, it's the same computer. They don't care. They want no. the newer one. So okay. those three okay. lines of I computers, which also led to some brilliant designs from the clone makers. And I, I'm not going to go down that route, but... It was the clone makers that kind of spurred Apple and Steve Jobs, because he came back to the company right around this same time, to, to ditch that entire strategy 
of the Performa Centris Quadra. That was it, the Performa Centris and Quadra lines of computers, and to simplify the types of computers they were coming out with. And it was it was the right move to make, even so, though all the clone makers had to go away. So interestingly, their worst product, and this often happens actually, led them to some much better products ultimately. Yeah, it could have and it could have led to the entire company being yeah. crap canned. I almost yeah. had a bad word there. Um Yeah. Because okay. this was over the course of a couple of years. And, and these well let's not let's not awful. dwell on that. Let's okay. let's not dwell on that on that bit because we can we could come back to that another time. Um so reversing it then, what do you think Apple's best product is? Of all time? Yeah, I'm gonna give you yeah. I would say the best product Apple came out with that saved the company was the original iMac. This is it. This is in your your view. It doesn't have yeah. to be because it did something. Well, no, Apple, I, the the you. original iMacs were a brilliant concept, brilliant okay, design, yeah. brilliantly done, and oddly enough, had more to do with Gil Emilio than it did yeah. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much finalized before Steve Jobs came back, and he just he was the one that kind of rolled it out. But the concept of an all-in-one computer with you know a fourteen-inch screen, well, I think that was the size of the original iMac screens. Uh, putting aside, of course, the completely horrible, horrible hockey puck mouse. Um, mm -hmm. But to sit there and have the entire thing in a box, not take up a lot of room. You don't have, okay, well, here's your monitor, and here's your computer, and here's this, and here's that, and here's that, and here's this. It was all just like you take it out of the box, you set it down, you plug in power, you plug in you USB, go. you plug in an Ethernet cable, and you're done. Everything is pre-configured for you. Everything is set up for you. And it's, you turn it on, you tell them who you are, and you're off to the races. And cool. it was it was not only did it save the company, it probably sort of jump started the internet because most people were having to use, you know, connect up a modem and and figure out handshaking for the modem and the internet and all the rest of that going through telephone lines. And it was like, oh, this is this is a terrible idea. Um, and the iMac took a lot of the mystique away. The iMac took the hard away and made it easy. Excellent. Okay, so I've got one last question. Ed. Okay. If you could choose only one product to own from this point moving forward, what would it be? One Apple product. My, and and it's ahead. funny because I thought about this and I thought, oh, well, it's easy. You'd, you'd say this, he says, holding up his hand. But actually, when you think about it longer term, if it's the yeah. only product you could have. So think carefully on this one. My uh, iPad Pro. My iPad Pro, while it's not a Mac and it will in its current state, it, it'll never be a Mac. However, I can make it do everything that I use my Mac for. I can, I can record audio. I can edit video. 
I can play games, I can get my mail, I can surf the web, I can do all of these things from a device that I can hold in my hand and put into a, a, a small little carry-on bag and take wherever I go with fantastic battery life. And because I have cellular connectivity, I don't need any other thing to go with it to get Look, me online. You could have, ch it, it's, it could wasn't have. what you have at the moment. It's, you could choose one product, but it right. was only one product. So, but that's, I think that's a fair choice. Fair. So it would be an iPad Pro mm -hmm. with cellular connectivity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good choice. And that's, that's my questions. Those are my questions, Guy. I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope I the listeners found out a little bit. And uh, uh, we might, you know, revisit some of those uh, subjects uh, again in, in future episodes. But, and, you know, for, for people listening to this show, if you also have a podcast, you, what you really should do is try to get Gaz and me on <laughs> to talk about our history together and how long we've been doing this show because – I got to tell you, this is not unlike, this is not unlike a marriage, except the difference is you and I don't spend that much time together because at least not together together. We, we've met one time in person, one time in person. And yet somehow we have gone over 10 years in delivering this podcast and, and this was a very different podcast prior to you and me taking it over. It I'm was. not saying it was better or worse or any of the rest no. of that, but it was no. very, very different. Every podcast better than the next one. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm nodding my head. Oh, damn you. Oh, how <laughs> could you do this to me? I should have had all this. Uh, see, now I can't find. It's um, oh. Mostly. Gases, tips. Mostly. Gases, tips. It's time for Gases, tips. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, you do that at the end. Oh, that's at the end. Sorry. <laughs> that's what I get. That's the end of the yeah. Gases, Um Okay. Um, guy, Command Shift 5, right? Command Shift 5 or Utilities. Go into your Utilities in your Applications folder and you open up the Screenshot app. Now, okay, so why am I telling you this? Everybody knows about the screenshots that you can do. Well, there's a slight difference because when you go into um, Command Shift 5 or into that screenshot app, um, it gives you one or two different options. And the option that I'm in particularly uh, interested in, if I'm honest, is um, the option menu, which then gives you the capability to save those screenshots to a particular location. You can mm. save them to your desktop or to your documents or to QuickTime or Clipboard. So you can save a screenshot straight to Clipboard and then you can paste it anywhere you want. Or you can save it to mail. And as soon as you've taken that screenshot, it opens up mail with that screenshot in the body of the mail that you can send out. You can send it to messages, preview, or you can dictate the location where you want that screenshot to be saved. You've also got a timer on there. Why have you got a timer on there to delay the screenshot by five or 10 seconds? Well, mm. sometimes you want to be able to take a screenshot of the menu dropdown as well. So what you can do is set up the menu dropdown. It delays the uh, picture by five seconds, and then it takes the screenshot 
with that menu drop down that you've got. There are a few other options in there, but uh, Command Shift 5 brings up all of the different types of screenshot that you can do, but it also gives you those other options. So Command Shift 5 or go into utilities in your app folder and open up the screenshot app and you'll come up with a little menu at the bottom of your screen and you can find all of those lovely options available to you there. Cracking app and that's why we are Mac geeks and cults. <laughs> cults are us. Cults are us. <laughs> I'm agreeing. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Brilliant. Gaz, you are absolutely right. There we go. Well, yeah, yeah. This time. Yeah. This time. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, Kind of followed along. That was, I really enjoyed that, Gaz. Good. This whole section. Uh, I'm good. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Nobody, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, and it's my own fault, I'm kind of looked at as a clown because of how I <laughs> act online. And it's not often that people actually ask me serious questions. I had to think long and hard about that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But whether to ask me serious questions or yes. whether I would answer yes. serious questions. <laughs> no, whether I should ask you serious oh. questions. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm good yeah. with it. It's yeah. It's now, yeah. Right. if you enjoyed all of those questions, then you should go on over to iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice and do a review for the show. And if you do, I will do something that is not only serious, it is super serial serious. And that is I will yes. send you... A woo T that is big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E, that spells Woody. And if you don't know what one is, do a review and you'll find out. <laughs> um, if you would like to help support what I do and make sure I have all of the microphones I need to continue to use different ones every single week, though I'm close to that now. Uh, you would go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MacParrot. You would go to coffee, ko-fi forward slash MacParrot. Or you would go to PayPal to pay a pal and go to paypal.me forward slash MacParrot. If you do any of those things, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Gaz, if people wanted to get a hold of you and say, good job, good job keeping that guy serious, how would they do it? Send an email to Gaz, G-A-Z, at MyMac.com, or on the Twitters, Twitter.com forward slash Gazmas, G-A-Z, M-A-Z, or you can contact both Guy and Gaz on the Twitters, Twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. Of course. Well done. You can also send an email to feedback, F-W-E-D-B-A-C-K, at MyMac.com. So... Guy. Yeah. Now. No fooling. No fooling. His name was Guy. That's you. Okay. I believe you're still being paid. Guy was paid at 75 grand. Yes, I think he was. I no, think he was. I, I like never, to go with Guy. Was. I like to go with Guy because. <laughs> Pay no attention to that guy behind the curtain. No, <sighs> never, just don't. never. Why don't you do that? He's the guy. Because, oh. yes, absolutely. Um, now. Guy. Guy? What What about him? You remember Guy? Yes, I do. Guy says, <laughs> how do you get 
An email from Guy. Oh, that's not a rhetorical question. You were actually asking me. <laughs> you would get an email from Guy by going to the email client of your choice, typing in guy at mymac.com in the sender field. No, in the recipient field. <laughs> because otherwise, it would just go right back to yourself. And uh, you would send that to guy at mymac.com for an email. You could contact me. On the Twitters, I have two Twitter accounts, Gaz. One is my longtime Mac Parrot. <laughs> and uh, not as long, but it's getting up there in years. I can't drink yet, but someday, someday. Vert Shark. Over there on the Twitters, you can... Uh, let's see. Uh, there's the VertShark.com website. Uh, you can see all the audios and videos if you go on over to YouTube and just look for the... Um, the the what do they call that the um uh it, it's where i put like all of my stuff subscribe to vert shark over there on the youtubes <laughs> <laughs> you'll see you'll see all that stuff all of that stuff indeed and guys we also have a skype telephone number i know i know how crazy does that sound to actually have a real honest to god phone number these days that number is one or plus one outside of the United States. Area code 703-436-9501. That number again is 703-436-9501. And if you just despise for whatever reason hitting one or plus one, then you're really going to be disappointed because there was a one in the phone number as well. And that would just be 703-436-9501 direct through the Skype application. And this is the part of the show where I say thank you. Thank you to every single one of you. We really appreciate the fact that you have taken the time to either watch or listen, most likely listen, because I don't think we get that many views on YouTube, uh, especially when I forget to hit the uh, record button like I did last week. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hesitant because... Uh, my volume has gone way down. Uh, no, you sound fine. I'm, okay, cool. Yeah. You still, yeah. I hope you still found. St- yeah, still but, sound fine. But I've, well, I've I'm looking you. at Might you be. in Hindenburg, and okay, uh, cool, cool. That's cool. Okay. So, but those are all the various ways you can get a hold of us. We really appreciate the fact that you have taken the time to see us or listen to us. And Gaz, once again, even though every show is better than the next, I still think after 10 plus years that we are good enough. I think that we're smart enough and that if you asked Wolf, he would agree. Woof, woof, woof. People like us. Manhanga, chupio, pizza, vida, burps, e farts, devenu, essay, tenuti, in controlu, montre, fatinu, podcast. I think that was pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Guy, yeah, I've just lost twenty percent of my couch. Oh no! Ouch! Took me a minute. And thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever. The Let's Talk Podcasts, Essential Apple Podcasts, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts.
Yeah, well, long, too late. I know it is too late. I should have hit record long before this. And for people who I'm are listening to this in the after show, we are having a discussion <laughs> on what 7 p.m. means in reality versus three hours after 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay, got that? <laughs> that's the that's the discussion in a nutshell. That's exactly what it is. Well, it is and it isn't because what what I was getting around to, what I was getting around to, was okay. I said if you'd said to me that's three hours from me from now, I'd have mm -hmm. gone. Well, it's only two hours from me for now, so that's the query. And I thought, oh bollocks, because guy never checks stuff like. <laughs> He assumes that Gaz is always right, and he's not always right. <laughs> Wait, oh, damn it. Uh, Gaz, you are absolutely there right. There we no, go. I no, I was going to find no, it. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, and see, this is why <laughs> I think that this whole... Daylight savings time, British summer time versus British winter time or whatever you guys call that should just be tossed into the trash and everybody just work on a regular time period now because not all countries follow the same no. times well, time changes. No, you, well, you've got states that don't change. That yeah, I know. Arizona, Arizona long ago was like, it's you know what? Three, isn't it? this that's what arizona said a long time ago they were like yeah well, yeah you know what we're done we're done with that stupid crap and i can't blame um, them i don't blame them at all as far as i'm concerned if if when do you change if, if president biden wants to get me on board step one come out tomorrow and and announce that Daylight savings time, the time change between winter and summer is abolished. And I will say, you know what? You got a pass from me for the next four years just by that alone. <laughs> um, Which means I'm really easy to, to impress. You know, it doesn't do you, take a whole when, lot. When do you change? Uh, we, we changed before you guys did this time. Oh, right, right. It was like a week, two weeks before? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. la last last week had we changed when we recorded? Did we record on Saturday? Because if we yeah, recorded no, on we recorded on Sunday last week. I, speaking of which, I'm, before we do anything, I'm going to hit record right now in Streamyard. We're and we're not live; we're just recording the the video. The video. Um, you dumbass. I know. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, now so, we're so recording we, video. So we were already changed last week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot. No, I was just yeah, annoyed. With, I, I, I was just annoyed with myself because it was sixteen fifty nine, and I was out in the shed doing a load of stuff. And I was, I, I'd got your ping, and I looked at my watch, and I saw it was from you, and I went, "Yeah, that's about this." And I saw sixteen fifty nine. I thought sixteen. That's four o'clock. That's three hours from now. <laughs> but it was sixteen fifty nine, so it was two hours. <laughs> so four minus two is three. Huh? Yes, where, did, what I said. where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Biden, abolish it. <laughs> yeah, but we've we've got to abolish it as well, then. Oh, I, you know what? I I can't be bothered with what you guys do. I have enough trouble keeping track of the time here. But yeah, you know, and there's actually countries that I have been to that make it even worse by being thirty minutes ahead or thirty minutes yeah, behind the yeah, countries. Yeah. And so, especially if you're flying into them. 
Yeah. And you're like, well, what time is it? And they tell you, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> There's not many of them, but there are a few. I think yeah. Sri Lanka is you're one of them, line. something like Colombo. When I went to Colombo, it was like that. But it was like, why? Well, Peter, why do you Peter, do this? Peter Folk. Peter Folk. What about him? He's a great guy. Loved him Columbo. in Colombo. Colombo. Oh, okay. Now I get it. I get jokes. Sometimes it takes me a while. Oh, you see, this is why we need to do a live show. Not. No. Not. No. Even Gaz will long for the days before podcasts. The G-Men on the MyMac.com. Oh, you're reading some of those ones we did? <laughs> what were some of these other ones? Let me go back. I've got them here. To get people to follow the Ten Commandments, tell them the punishment will be eternity with the G-Men from the MyMac podcast. Yeah, I liked eternal hellfire and damnation can't hold a candle to the G-Men <laughs> on the MyMac <laughs> Yeah, that made me laugh, that one did. Anyway, right, anyway, as I said, I've got to crack on. So. And I don't really get this one here that you did. It says, Guy and Gaz, one of them can and the other one tries not to. The G-Men on the MyMac <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That confuses me. Well, th isn't that the point? <laughs> oh, are you talking about editing? Or what? I don't no. know. What, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's just the general confusion that is caused. Oh, well. You, but see, the difference is, I don't mind the confusion. <laughs> I, I relish. I relish the confusion. I like relish. Yeah, especially on a hamburger. Relish puts me in a real pickle. Very good. <laughs> now you, yeah, I'm, I'm, because I thought you were going to do the snippets in the second section, but you said instead you have some questions you want to ask. Yeah, didn't you listen to me last week? I did, but I was confused. <laughs> so I've got the snippets, right? And I said for the and second we're do that section, in the first section. Okay, okay. We're doing that in the first section, and then I said for the second section, I'll ask you some questions. Okay. And I've already hit record my dumbass. <laughs> so I'm going to hit stop and save. SIG. Systems is green. <laughs> SIG, systems is green? Uh, system system is green. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, it's not systems, it's system is green. Okay, because that's actually proper grammar. Systems, yeah, systems is green is not. Yeah, no. System is green. That would have to be sad. I mean, listen, hang on. Systems hang on. are green. Ready? Yeah. I oh, know they just go. S I G. Is it, is it is correct green. grammar or not? We don't know. Here we go. Listen, listen. Don't care. Ready? Ready? Spectrum is green. Oh, no. Spectrum is green. Spectrum, it's not, not system. It's, it's not systems at all. I've okay. got it written here as well. Says spectrum is green. It's been the smoothest and most successful transition. <laughs> Couldn't have been talking about the MyMac podcast. <laughs> Hello. Smooth transitions. <laughs> We're going to make some history together today. Yeah, no, Steve, I don't think we are. MyMac podcast. We're going to try. You're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No <laughs> computer is required. I will I will bring us in <clears throat> and lead up to your questions, which I do not know what they are, and I will say No, so. I didn't want to put them in there. I no, that's fine. That's didn't. fine. Because, believe me, you, if, if you're looking for comedic results, don't tell me ahead of time what it is you're going to do. 
You're well, always they better off knowing or me not knowing. There shouldn't what be it too much comedy here. Shouldn't be too much comedy here. Well, you say that. Okay, you ready? Yep. <clears throat> Whenever you are tonight. See, I knew, I knew, I, oh, oh, you, you trickster. Actually, you know who Mark Hamill is? Yes. Of course. Okay. Yes. You know that he's been doing a lot of voice acting lately. Yes. Okay. Well, I did. Well, no, I say that. No, I didn't. But Okay. Well, he, okay. for Batman, the animated series, he was the Joker. Right. Okay. If you knew that. But he's been doing okay. Well, in in the in the early two thousands, the Batman animated series, he did the Joker's voice. Okay, okay. So he, he once he became kind of well known for that, he started doing lots of other voices too. And there was I don't know if you if you've seen it or heard of it. There was a, a short lived Justice League show called Justice League Action, and these were like little ten minute episodes that came out. And for the most part, they were very well done. They they got Kevin Kevin Conroy, I think his name is, that did the Batman voice for the anime series. He came back and a few other people came back. It was very, very well done. A lot of fun to watch. But then after that one season, they stopped making them. And I don't know why. But recently, as far as I know it was recent, there was a quick episode done by the same team where it's Mark Hamill coming out of an airport in Gotham City, I'm assuming. And he's going to get a taxi. He gets into this taxi, and the person driving the taxi is the Joker, voiced by Mark Hamill. And then just as he's getting used to that, the trickster, another DC villain, gets into the car, voiced by Mark Hamill. And then he starts doing, in the cartoon, he starts doing voices for each character, which makes the other characters mad. And they end up in this, in this park where the Swamp Thing grabs them, rips the roof off the car, and saves Mark Hamill, voiced by Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill did, like, all... And he and he had voiced Swamp Thing before, but he did, like, all the voices for all these characters in this one episode. Brilliant. And it wasn't... As I started to watch it, it was like, wait, that that's Mark Hamill. Wait, no, that's Mark Hamill. Hold on. Hold on. That's Mark Hamill. So anyway, I thought that was pretty good. Shall I stop talking now and get us started yes. on the next part of the show? <laughs> yes, please. And record. So if you interrupt me again, I'm going to go off into another story. I'm, I'm warning okay. you. What, was, what did you just <laughs> say about Mark Hamill? <laughs> uh, oh, he was in this thing. No, I'm kidding. 